Yay, it's time for the final pet chat. Cheryl Shaw, Kimberly Earl. Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, Sarah. I'm excited because I don't normally, even though we do pet chat all year, normally I'm not here for the final one and it's Mark Rourke. But today, today it's me. You've got big shoes to fill today. Got well, to play some jingles. I do have to play some jingles. I know that um, he likes to get in with the animals doing Christmas jingles. I'll see what I can find, okay? <laughs> see if I can get into the Christmas spirit. And welcome to the show, Kathy in Spears Point Park. Or no, not maybe not Park, just Spears Point, although <laughs> it is a beautiful day. You've got a question for Dr. Kimberly Earl. I do. Now, my daughter's got a chihuahua, um, cross Pomeranian, and uh, he, he's one and a half year old. He's a lovely natured um, little dog. But just out of the blue, she could be sitting on the lounge and go to pat him, and he'll actually bite her. Ah, okay. So he's happy, he's on her lap, and then all of a sudden she she reaches down to pat, and he's giving her a nip. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, some th- these are hard sorts of things because they there's lots of different triggers and lots of different reasons that they can be doing that sort of behaviour. Uh, sometimes it's just that the dog is startled. So sometimes you know speaking to him before she touches him so that he gets used to the fact that um, or that he he's got some warning because sometimes they're sort of you know busy doing their own little thing focused on something else and uh, when she goes to pat him he gets startled and he you know assumes that it's um, that it's something that's dangerous he might have an underlying um, anxiety issue sometimes these dogs are um, you know they're very spoiled in some cases and they need to actually you know learn that they that they need to be allowed up onto the lounge but that's a privilege not a right and so um, you know there's there's activities you can do in terms of teaching him to come up but also sending him away way um, so that he's looking for permission that it's not just something he gets to do um, on a regular basis um, he's a young dog but it's always worthwhile having him checked out just to make sure that there's not any back pain neck pain anything like that because sometimes you just happen to you know reach for the spot that might just be a little bit sore so that's always a good option as well to get him checked out and make sure that there's no pain um, but some of these issues can be pretty complex and um, you know speaking to a veterinary behaviorist might be might be worthwhile so that we can really unpick the behaviors and how it's happening and what's happening and what the triggers might be Yes, it's probably a behaviour thing. She'll go to go look over him if it ticks or anything like that and he'll just really go for him, bite her. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, again, back pain or something is also a possibility, but, um, yeah, it might take some desensitising to try to get that... Um to try to get that sorted out. So, um, yeah, have a chat with the local vet and then they can refer you to a behaviourist. And one thing I know you've been mentioning on and off for, for, you know, the past couple of months is that there have been a lot of puppy scams uh, going around. And Deb from Port Stephens, she's on the phone. You're wanting to get a puppy, but obviously you're a little bit concerned at the moment, Deb. Well, I am because I've, yes, it's not for me. I have two gorgeous toy poodles that are two years old and my daughter has been trying to get a toy poodle mm-hmm. or a pair like I have. And then yesterday I had, you know, I had to get in contact on a WhatsApp site. So I, then I had to figure out how to do all that. But cutting the whole story short, what brought my alarm to or made me so alarmed about it, this person sent me a message that I saw the same puppies, poodles, toys, on another site, and this guy said, "If you pay in his message, if you pay for the dog now that you like Bernard or whoever or whatever or Lulu, 
Um, I could have, and he said, oh, I'm in Bundaberg. I could have the dog on a flight and you could pick it up from Newcastle Airport tomorrow morning. And I'm thinking, hang on, how yeah. do we get a dog paid for on a flight at Newcastle Airport in the morning? And I just thought, nah, this yeah. doesn't sound right. I, and I'd so, agree. It's, it's really hard. There's lots and lots of puppy scams at the moment. Um, you know, I guess wherever possible, I'd recommend you look for a, um, a registered breeder with the ANKC um, uh, because a, they have... that it? Yeah, ANKC. Australian and New Zealand Kennel Club. And go on there, look for a, like a reputable breeder, a registered breeder on that um, website. It's the Dogs, yeah, Dogs Online, Online. Web- Dogs Online website. Yeah. Um, because those guys, particularly if you're looking for a purebred like a poodle, um, then the breeders on there, they, they have to operate through a code of practice. No good breeder really would expect you to you know, put money on a particular puppy site unseen, really. And in fact, lots of them would want you to be closer so that they could meet you and make sure that you're the right person for their dog. Anybody who just, yeah, anybody who says, oh, I'll just pop a puppy on the plane for you is probably not, um, not maybe operating at the strictest standards of, um, of normal, you know, breeding levels. So, um, A-N-K-C. KC. Yeah, okay. but the but the website is dogs online with a, with a Z D O G Z online. D O G. Oh look, thank you so much. I've even <laughs> driven around today to go to, and I've been to three different vets asking if they've known of any, no, to no avail. And yeah. I've oh, stopped wow. even at two grooming places yeah. and to no avail. And the thing Obviously is, not like, yours though, Cheryl. You're, you're probably going to have to, you know, get in line and wait for for good quality puppies. There's long lineups for for good quality puppies at the moment. So, all right, thank you very much, Deb, and, and good luck finding a new family member. Let's go to Michael in Belmont. You've got a Maltese uh, Foxy. He's eight years old, but is he barking a lot, Michael? Absolutely incessant barking at falling leaves, at frogs, at people walking by. We've tried everything, sort of sprays, uh, those sonic boom boxes. I'm wondering, is it legal to get a dog debarked? No, it's not. Um, to my to my knowledge, I don't believe it's legal anywhere in Australia unless it's for strictly medical purposes. Um, it's a pretty terrible procedure. I don't think it's something that's that's routinely done in Australia anywhere at the moment. Um, and the reality is, is that it sounds like your dog has an anxiety issue if he's barking at every little thing like that. Debarking no, it doesn't. The problem with the dog, we we thought we'd do the right thing and buy from a reputable pet shop, but after doing some investigating, the the litter the dog come out of, the, the female has had about 11 litters in 12 years. Yeah, most puppies coming out of pet shops are coming from puppy farms, unfortunately. They're not coming from reputable and that's what, breeders. And, and that's yeah. what I think the problem with this dog is, yeah. is it's got... Uh, psychological issues yeah but you know what the thing is that there's there's lots of things that can be done to help that but they are complicated and they they require a vet you know visit to somebody who's got an interest in behavior um so that we can start to get to the underlying problem and some of these dogs do require some pharmaceuticals to help them but it can make a really big difference in the dog's life as well as in your life because i'm sure there's some stress underlying you know for you if the dog's constantly barking and, and yapping all the time as well welcome to the show sue in wall's end how can our dr kimberly help you I had a beautiful assortment of indoor plants, and we have a cat who is about 18 months old. We've had it for 12 months. 
she actually nips the leaves off the plants. They do like um, to do that. Oh, dear. Really is, it, is this a new behaviour or is it something you've been doing since you've had it? Uh, she's been doing it all along. Yeah. I've, I've tried so many things. I've rubbed stuff around the plants, things that smell bad. Yeah. Have you given her some cat grass? No, I was wondering. I've heard people say about catnip. Yeah. Well, so not not necessarily catnip, but cat grass. So you can actually buy pots or little seed packets where you can grow cat grass specifically for the cats because cats quite often do like to have a little bit of a plant to nibble on. Um, And not all house plants are safe for them. And I'm sure everybody knows about lilies being very toxic for cats. Um, But there's other plants that they can eat where they might be tempted to eat them, but it can cause them to really froth or get a very sore mouth and ulcers in their mouth. Um, But cats who are looking for, you know, sort of grass and things like that, you can actually grow them little pots of cat grass. And I always recommend if your cat takes to it to grow, you know, have a couple of them, two to three on the go so that you can sort of like change them out, you know, give, give them a chance to sort of regrow over the course of a week or two and you'll find that some cats will will just like eat them right down to the nubbins they really like it yes she she likes my bocania which is like a ponytail plant mm-hmm. um and i've looked it up and it's not toxic to cats and right. she actually does eat that yeah and it's in a hell of a mess now. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's unfortunately one of those things where, you know, normal cat behaviour is sort of clashing with our um our desire to have lovely green growing things in our house. So Yeah. So I would just see if you can get yourself some cat grass. Sometimes it's catnip, but quite often it's just other other sort of grassy sort of varieties and you just grow it in a pot and um, swap it out and give her something that she can have and hopefully that'll take the focus off of your more desired house plants. Hopefully so. <laughs> and how can oh, you be cranky at them when they do things like this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's very hard to be cranky at the kiddies when they can do Christmas carols. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for calling Pet Chat. We appreciate it and good luck. 49216216 is our number. Now, a little earlier, we had Deb in Port Stephens give us a call. She wants a new puppy, but she was very concerned about being scammed because there are a few puppy scams yep. around. Um, now, you gave her some awesome advice and, and a website, which is dogs- dogsonline.com.au. And we've since had Robert give us a call in Saltash, and he knows of a wonderful breeder that's doing miniature poodles as well. So, look, if you're interested in that, Deb, give us a call and we'll pass on his contact, contact details. details. Yeah. How does that sound? See, we we like to help here as best we can. Lizzie from Nelson Bay, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome, Lizzie. How can we help? Um, I'm a little bit worried about my little girl. She's um, a 14-year-old Shih Tzu cross. Um, she's had some work done recently whereby um, she had nine teeth out mm-hmm. and she also had extremely large apparently uh, anal glands that were rock hard, so they cleared that out. Yes. And this is only about a week ago that that happened. Okay. Um, But I'm noticing that she seems to be dragging her bum a wee bit. Okay. And she's not really going to the toilet, I can see, because she only has a a courtyard. Yeah. And I can that she's not going to the toilet. And has she is she actually straining to, to toilet? Are I'm you, sorry? Are you, is she posturing as if she needs to do a poop but can't get it out, or is she just not going? Um, she's kind of just 
drags her bottom a her little bum. bit. Yeah. But no. So it sounds like um, she might must have had a bit of an impacted anal gland or, or both of them, and they might still be um, a bit sore and tender for her. But, you know, I would always say if she's if she's had a recent procedure, just give your vet a call and just tell them that you're worried and ask them to have another look at her and just see. Because sometimes they can get, um, you know, they can get a bit of a hot spot around the tail after they've had that done. Um, it might be that she's, um, you know, got a little bit of constipation post-surgery if they've used any opiates on her, which if she's had a lot of teeth out, they may have. Um, so it's definitely worthwhile it's probably nothing too serious but it's definitely worthwhile giving your vet a call and just sort of saying listen she's had this procedure I'm a little bit worried about her recovery can I just pop her in for you guys to have a quick look at and just make sure that everything's okay you know what I actually did that and I don't mean to I won't mention my vet because they're wonderful but I did ring and I spoke to one of the ladies yep. and she just suggested that I because she has to have soft foods now. Yes, yes. Um, she just suggested that I try some sweet potato. Yeah, sweet potato is quite good, or pumpkin, because it helps to act sort of a bit as a um, as a stool softener. So that can be really helpful. Is she, is she eating okay, your dog? Um, usually, but she didn't last night. Yeah, she's just not. Yeah, she's yeah. not well. Yeah, just just call them again and just say, listen, it's it's more the um, it's more the irritation around the bum, the dragging the bum that you're worried about, and get them to have another look at her. And it's a mother's intuition; you can yeah, tell when they're yeah. not they're not well. So. And it's a week out Follow now, so I would have thought that um, you know, like there could just be a little bit more inflammation there, or she might have developed a little infection um, post. Um, you know, anal gland expression, that sort of thing. So I just just ask them. Say you're just really worried. Could you please have another look? You know, can you fit me in? Post-op wound recheck, most vets would be pretty happy to do that. It's not a wound, but yeah. yeah. Good on you, Lizzie, and and good luck. We hope you get um, the answers you need. Thank you so much for taking the call. You're very welcome. Let's go to Rocket in Ellamore Vale. You've got a puppy dog that's um, urinating in places that it probably shouldn't. Yes. Tell tell me a bit about your dog. How old is it? I have um, probably a six-year-old. Um, Maltese Shih Tzu. Yeah, girl or boy? Uh, a boy. There's a problem right there. And <laughs> I have a long-haired miniature Chihuahua. It's also a boy. And yes, they they a pain in the foot. They are yes. now. I've done everything in my power. I've googled stuff. I've looked. I used vinegar. I've used cloudy ammonia. Yeah. I've been told use vodka. Okay. How about how about a proper enzymatic dog urine stain remover? Because unfortunately, with all those things, cloudy ammonia, vinegar, all those things, they don't actually um, denature and, and lift away the proteins. You actually have to use a, a dog um, stain remover, like odor remover. You won't no, see the stain. That's, that's not the problem. I, I can eliminate the odors and all that. No, those things I was using, I was told to do to deter the dogs. Yeah. So I guess, the, I mean, the issue needs to be, we need to investigate a little bit more to sort of see what the problem is. Are these dogs just dogs that are failing um, at house training? Are they yes, urine they marking? Yeah. Are right, they... Because I, I discipline them. I do everything I can. I've, I've, yep. I'm at my wit's end. I don't okay. know. I've, I've done everything in my power yep. to eliminate this problem and I just can't beat it. So okay. I thought, well, give Pet Chat a call. Yeah. So what I would do then, if we think it's a house training issue, we need to treat them like 12-week-old puppies again, which means that they get zero free time in the house when they're not being directly supervised. And that means you're, in most cases, going to want to go back to crate training or having them in a, a small enclosed spot because we 
we need to give them a reason to hang on to their bodily function. So most dogs are pretty clean and tidy and they don't want to soil their own bed. And so we need to put them into a situation where they feel like they're enclosed in a small enough area for a period of time. This is not for their whole life, but it might take six or 10 weeks for them to sort of get into the habit of hanging on to their wee again. Um, and then we need to be taking them out on, at regular intervals, supervising them so we know what they're doing outside. So, you know, I would look into crate training or toilet training a puppy and take them straight back to that. There are other issues, obviously. If you've got two, if they're undersexed, there's going to be potential for urine marking issues. Um, it could be that we've got some anxiety. So it's, it's often worthwhile checking in with your vet. If they're both male dogs, urinary tract infection is less likely, but it's not impossible and can be um, facilitating that as well. Um, and, you know, I guess house training can be can be tricky. So start having a look for puppy training. Even though they're not puppies, go back to that. They, they lose their privileges of being free reign in the house until they get their house training back. Uh, hello, Pete in Salamander Bay. Hello. Hello, how can we help you? Um, I've got an English taffy um, bitch. I had it with a boyfriend, so to speak, um, about six or five weeks ago. Um, she's a bit over halfway through the pregnant, possibly. I don't know if she's pregnant or not. Okay. I don't. I, I do use the three monthly tick prevention stuff, and I used yep. that on her before before she met a boyfriend, so to speak. Yep. Um, up the bay, the ticks are pretty bad. Is there anything safe I can use on her in the meantime? Um, Is that the chew? Pregnant? Is that the three monthly chew you're using? Uh, yeah. The tablet? Yeah. Um, from Now, you're, you're going to test my knowledge here. From my memory, I believe that that one is okay to use. A lot of times they just say that they're not... Um, that they're not tested for use in in lactating and pregnant um, dogs. But from my memory, that one is actually okay, and they have actually tested it in pregnant dogs. Um, the reality is, and in, in you're in Salamander Bay, so the tick numbers there are going to be pretty high. Um, yeah. And the issue is, is that we know ticks will kill dogs, and we will kill them it'll kill them fast and you know at this stage those puppies if she is halfway through already um they're going to be mostly developed they're just growing still and so like it, I, personally and this is just my personal opinion probably not followed up by the company but i would still probably treat her because a tick is going to be very life-threatening in a dog who's already compromised with the pregnancy i'm pretty sure though that the one you're using is okay you could always get on to their um uh they've got a customer service number give them a ring and see what they say i know i've spoken to them about breeding dogs in the past um, and that it's okay for use in breeding dogs. So I'm pretty sure it's okay in pregnant dogs. So um, I think you're safe there. Beautiful. Is there any quick way of telling me? I, I, I was, it's driving me nuts. I don't know if she's pregnant or not. The quickest way in my world is that we put an ultrasound probe on her to find out. But if she's five weeks, you should be seeing some weight gain. You should be seeing some development of the abdomen, some development of the nipples, things like that. Yeah, she's bagged. She bagged up. The nipples yeah. are pretty big, but um, when she lays down of an evening and that, or an afternoon, her, her belly's quite pronouncedly yeah. sticking out. Yeah, it sounds promising. <laughs> so you can always go up to your local vet, and as long as she's 40, 42 to forty-five days pregnant, get them to take an X-ray of her, a single X-ray of her, and we can have a look. You or you can have a look then and see how many puppies you're waiting for. That way, when the big day comes, um, you'll have you know you know how many you're waiting for and whether she's finished or not. 
Beautiful. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Oh, that's oh Merry Christmas. So Thank exciting. you. Could be a puppies. Oh. Could be Christmas puppies. I know. That's just Well, they won't, they'll be New Year's puppies probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, so how long is the gestation period? About so. 64 days, so just over two months. God, they've yeah. got it lucky, don't they? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 64 days. <laughs> yeah, except that they have to deliver lots of them usually. Right? Yeah, that's very yeah. true. <laughs> now, um, look, Mar- Marilyn's just given us a call. Uh, this <laughs> is a bit cute. Dr. Kimberly, did you used to work at Taronga Zoo? No, I didn't. I've never worked at Taronga Zoo. I know who she's talking about. There's another Kimberly who used to work at Taronga Zoo, um, and I know of her, and I have a mutual friend with her, but that's not me, unfortunately. I believe she's recently left. I actually saw some somewhere I saw that she'd moved to a new practice, but um, that's not me. Um, <laughs> I would love to work at Taronga Zoo, but it's I kind worked of in there Sydney. for a week. I did work experience there. Oh, Shoveled yeah, elephant poo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I did get to uh, hang out with. I did get to pat the giraffes and their tongues. Oh, I love giraffes. Yeah. Their tongues amazing. are amazing. I've got a so bit of amazing. thing with tongues, like long and soft and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you should be saying that online. I'm just I'm saying if they are nice to touch. They yeah. are very mm. nice. Just with your hand, of course. Yeah. Got to be COVID safe. Now, let's have a look at our dog of the week, and it is Bud. Now, Bud is the best Bud you've been looking for. He's affectionate, cuddly, playful, and attentive. He's two years old, so he is young, Nice and young. Young. Um, yep. He's a cattle cross uh, with lots to learn and lots of love to give. He's got mismatched ears. Oh, he does. One's a bit. One stands One's up sort of and floppy. a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, big hazel eyes and a fluffy tail. He is a pretty boy. This boy is going to win you over the first time he crawls onto your lap and buries his head under your arm. So he's very affectionate. He loves to play um, and chase his foster brother, explore the park and the beach, and then sleep it off wherever he falls. And once he's earned your trust, he will uh, sit and come. He's toilet trained, house trained and can easily use a dog door. He would flourish though in a formal training setting and will definitely need work on basic commands once he's settled in. He also can be a little bit reactive to noises too. So, you know, barking outside if he hears someone at the front door. So that's something mm. that you would really have to work on from the get-go, isn't it, Kimberly? Yeah, and, you know, that sometimes means that he might have issues with storms and things like that. So he probably needs um, a lot of love and attention and supervision. I think I did read a note here that says he would be happy with somebody who's at home frequently or lots all the time. So it might be that there's an underlying anxiety issue. Um, That doesn't mean he can't be a fantastic dog, but it just probably means he doesn't like to be, you know, on his own too much. Yeah, he's a gentle boy uh, who hasn't got an aggressive bone in his body. So if you're interested in Bud, uh, they do say, I should say, that he would not suit young children and would be best with children six or over. I guess he's pretty excitable as well. Yeah, and sometimes these these big boisterous dogs, they can push little kids over accidentally and things. Mm, We don't want that. Uh, So if you're interested in Bud, then please head to our website to nurfm.com.au and check out Bud. I think that's just about it for us. Wrapped it up for the year. So fast it's gone. I know. Look, I hope you both have a fabulous Christmas. Have we got exciting plans? We don't want to speak too soon, do we? We're all sort of holding I'm having a very low-key Christmas and I'm looking forward to it. What about you, Cheryl? Absolutely the same. Low-key. Beautiful. Okay. Well, look, thank you both. Uh, Obviously, David for all of his work as well. Denny for his work during the year. So we do return uh, Wednesday the 2nd of Feb. Yep. With all of our questions. In the meantime, you can email us as well at 2NURFM.com.au. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>